0: Can't do it. I'm doing
1: the podcast. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. I'll be cute. Giants fans, welcome to Big Blue All Year, the podcast that brings you New York football Giants content all year long, while your hosts toe tap the line between podcast professionals and a bunch of fanatics talking shit at the end of the bar. Tonight's episode of Big Blue All Year is not brought to you by anyone. Insert sponsor here. Don't forget to follow on Twitter at BigBlueAllYear, and rate and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Adult content ahead, because you know, we're doing it live! It's Super Bowl week, fellas! Little burgers on the men from his bout with COVID, and he's foaming at the mouth to talk about the matchup down there in Tampa Bay. But, we're not going to do that, because today is part three of the 2020 season review, and your panel here is a glutton for punishment because we're taking on the Giants' offense. But first, let's get through some headlines. And for that, we get into a segment that lets my distinguished partner stick on a headline to talk about or kick it to the next one. So, Bigger. you Disciple. Hey. Answer me that age-old playground taunt. Are you kicking it or are you sticking it? Up first, former Giants greats OCU Manior and Eli Manning have been in the news during Super Bowl week.
0: Yeah, I'm going to stick this one. So uh, for Frito-Lay, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, and Archie Manning will all be featured in a Super Bowl commercial. Uh, Kids in the basement in the pajamas getting scolded by dad. Love to see it. Also, OCU Manior has been in the news for uh, interviewing several players and coaches on Media Row during the Super Bowl. And how about a great interaction between O.C. and J.P.P.? The camaraderie that they shared with the Giants is still there. I love to see the bonds between former teammates. It's really awesome and, you know, just speaks volumes of the time that they had wearing Giants blue.
1: No, he stuck the landing.
0: Vikings to interview Giants wide
1: receivers coach Tyke Tolbert for their offensive coordinator position.
2: Yeah, Tolbert has ties to Kubiak when the two are in Denver. But, like, our wide receivers are ass this year. So, like, all the
1: power to Minnesota if you choose to hire him. But uh, let's kick it. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Big Blue continues to tinker with its offensive line personnel.
0: Yeah, I'll stick this one, too. So, the Giants have signed uh, center Jonathan Harrison to a reserve slash future deal for uh, $2 million. I do believe this will be in place for uh, the cutting of Spencer Pulley. I do believe they will uh, save cap money. Have they do that? And there's one great clip of this guy, Harrison, down the field, 70 yards blocking in front of the running back. You'd love to see it. You know, hopefully he never plays because (laughs) Gates is playing or Gates Gates, uh, goes to guard. We'll see what happens, you know. We will see what happens with the offensive line. No, he
1: stuck the landing. Lions and Rams pulled off a blockbuster trade this week. All right,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this brief and I'll kick it. But uh, yeah, the the Rams got fleeced by the Lions with that uh, third rounder and two firsts and Jared Goff for uh, Stafford last week. Uh, that's any indication that the Giants should not be in on uh, Deshaun Watson. Let's just uh, cut it there because there's no way we have that. Ammunition to throw at the Texans to uh
1: grab the golden arm. Can I kick so, uh, it? Yeah, we'll take yes it back. report names Giants top trade targets entering the 2021 NFL offseason.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna kick this one because uh in the next couple weeks we are going to have a huge free agency slash offseason special. Can I kick it? Yes, you
1: can. Mock draft frenzy has officially begun.
2: Yeah, I saw another one in that we're getting Micah Parsons now, a linebacker out of Penn State. But um, as disciple just said, we'll talk about this later on in some other pods in the offseason. So um, let's kick it. Can I kick it?
1: Yes, you can. This day in Giants history, Super Bowl Forty Two.
0: Oh, I'm going to kick it, but I'm just going to say it's the best day of our lives so far. As Homer would say. (laughs) (laughs) That does it for this week's headlines. And now a word from our non-sponsor.
1: Home appliances are a lot like NFL offenses. All you need is a strong clap and they work. Jason Garrett here to tell you about the exciting new clap on plug in from the clapper. Plug it into anything, your TV lights, Hell, quarterbacks. Almost anything you want to clap on or off. Take it from me. I went to Yale.
2: The Clapper is now available at all Bond Times,
1: Ames, Kmart's, and Blockbuster stores. Clap on, clap off, the Clapper. And now, back to the show. All right, you know the drill by now, folks. We're talking offense. We're going to give you the position group, the players, and some stats then let the boys break it down before handing out grades. Up first, hog Mollies. Take it away, Disciple.
0: All right, so for the offensive line, guys, we are going to have a little game show. <laughs> woo That's right. Family Feud, baby. So I'm going to lay it down right now with some stats. I hope you're ready. Because it ain't pretty. Per Pro Football Focus, the offensive line was ranked... 31st out of 32. Andrew Thomas, 57 pressures, 10 sacks. Will Hernandez, 25 pressures, 1 sack. Gates, 16 pressures, no sacks. Zeitler, 28 pressures, 2 sacks. Fleming, 35 pressures, 6 sacks. Shane Lemieux, 25 pressures, 5 sacks. And Matt Pert, 9 pressures, 2 sacks. The offensive line surrendered a grand total of 50 sacks. 45 for Daniel Jones and 5 for Colt McCoy. Yikes. One stat that was particularly telling is the average pocket time that Daniel Jones had was 2.5 seconds. Pressured on 30.3% of all snaps. Yikes. And was pressured was blitzed 200 times, pressured 156. All right, Mackinburg. We surveyed 100 Giants fans, and the top four answers are on the board. Answer this question. The 2020 Giants offensive line was... Matt. Dog shit. Oh, not one of the adjectives used. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) Great answer. How about you, Berger?
2: Um, I'm going to go with brutal.
0: Oh, not on the list, sorry.
1: Good answer,
0: good answer. <laughs> Matt, care to go again? Uh,
1: encouraging?
0: <laughs> no, sorry.
2: Ooh, bad answer, bad answer.
0: All right, Gap, uh, Berg, one more.
2: Um, Can you show me improving?
0: I'm not showing you nothing because that's not even there. The top four answers, folks. Weak, porous, meh. And yikes.
1: <laughs>
0: Wolf is
2: right. Show me boobs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wrong episode. Wrong. wrong episode. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't no good answer.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, what do you give the overall p- position grade here, man? I feel like those stats don't tell the whole story, but, like, in the beginning of the season, it was, it was ugly.
1: Yeah, so if we're asking for a grade... I mean, a unit that ranks 30th or 31st, you know, whatever it is you said in the majority of this. It's got to be F. Categories. Yeah, uh, I, I'm giving them a D. It, it should be an F. It should be an F. But <laughs> I'm going to respect the youth movements. They started to figure it out a little bit in the second half. You know, you have Andrew Thomas, a rookie who is supposed to play right tackle. You got Shane Lemieux, a fifth round rookie. Uh, playing the majority of the snaps, at least the second half, at guard. And Nick Gates had never played – he's an undrafted dude out of Nebraska who had never played the position before and really started to figure it out. So on giving them – grading this on a curve, I'm going to give him a D. That is, that
2: sure. is so uh, – was very nicely put by you there, Mac. But, um, yeah, this is uh, this is definitely one of the youngest units in the NFL. And by all the stats that Cyple just listed, you can you know, you see it. Um, Why they were so bad <laughs> Yeah especially with no offseason You know it's really hard for a young Unit to gel together but um, I'm giving them An F let's, let's be honest here let's call A spade a spade they're fucking dog shit
0: Hello my family And I live in garbage Yeah it was tough to watch Tough to watch at times you know At least just give me improvement Going into 2021 man there's Nowhere to go but up here So for my Grade I guess I'll go with I'll also go with D plus like D plus is like that shitty grade you get, but you don't want to like fail the kid. If you're a teacher, you know what I mean? You're like, fuck, this will destroy his self-confidence. If I yeah. Back. Or you just hold
2: them back. He's got to get it. a D
0: plus. You got to get a D plus. Like you passed, but like... barely
1: <laughs> but just because I'm feeling like a mischievous ass tonight. You said also a D plus to be clear. I gave them a D and burger failed them. Just want to get that out there. Well,
0: thank That's God. All right. you know what? You know what? Fuck it, D plus. All right, boys, let's
2: move. Also. Let's move on to the tight end group, uh, which also wasn't uh, very encouraging on the New York Giants' offense. Boo! <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. It's rightfully deserved. Um, surprisingly, in this unit, gentlemen, uh, we uh, of our two Pro Bowlers in 2020, Evan Ingram was one of them, and also his first of his career. Uh, Boo! Don't worry. There's more Evan Ingram stats coming. This is the first season he played oh, all God. 16 games in his four-year career. Um, well, I, I,
0: of course.
2: Uh, <laughs> to, go, uh, to go with Evan Ingram's Pro Bowl uh, pedigree, his stats were uh, astonishing. 63 catches for 654 yards and one touchdown. Um, I think it's George Kittle didn't get hurt, and Zach Ertz was an out all season, that he probably wouldn't be a Pro Bowler, folks. Um, and obviously behind him on the depth chart was Caden Smith and Levine Toliolo, which um, – doesn't really uh, put fear into uh, many uh, defensive coordinators. So, Disciple, is the Giants 2021 starting tight end on the roster right now? Talk to me.
0: You know what? Uh, I don't think so. And I think that uh, the Giants might be uh, doing away with Evan Ingram for the cap casualty. I mean, his price is at an all-time high right now, right? He's got to be. He just played a healthy season, and he's a pro bowler. So, for service level, like, you know,
2: so are you, are, are maybe you, on some mental right thing. Now? are you saying maybe?
0: they're gonna get rid of him? They're gonna trade, yes, him? I do. And I think they're gonna, dr- yo, I'm telling you, if that Fryermith uh kid out of Penn State is there in the second, he's going to the Giants. Who is this, Pat Fryermouth, the Penn State uh uh tight end? They he's call him Friermuth. baby. Grom. I
2: was like, what? we could
0: Friermuth. have a lot of fun with a I with
1: Fryer, Fryer, Fryer Tug. All right.
0: I like that guy a lot. They call him baby Gronk. Like I'm not, nobody's going to be disappointed if they went wide receiver one tight end two oh. or vice hey, versa. I don't,
2: I don't mind baby Gronk. I'll tell you that. But, uh, but back, tell me, does like Evan Ingram even have trade value?
1: I believe I was on the record during the season, a season is saying I'd take a bag of peanuts for his sorry ass. So I guess it really is depending on what you determine the definition of value to be. Um, I think you could look at this in an opportunity cost situation, you know, is, is the the benefit of having him not on the roster enough to take anything. So, you know, Disciple alluded to it. All right, he played all 16 games. Uh, he had a Pro Bowl season. Whoop-dee-doo, Basil. Um, so, but the answer, of course, has to be yes. It's just a matter of what can the Giants get. I think that regardless of what it is, you take it. I would take a sixth or seventh rounder. There were plenty of those guys on the, the team contributing for the Giants last year. Um, but, you know, we hear all the time, he's a matchup nightmare. You know, he, he's got to run these vertical routes. The issue is that when the Giants finally do give him opportunities for that, he can't catch the goddamn ball. I bet you there's some stooge in the NFL that thinks he's the smartest person in the room and is like, the Giants just haven't utilized him right. You give me this guy and he'll be an all pro. And knowing the Giants, like that might happen. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's a him or Bill Belichick move right there. (laughs) Yeah. So the the short version is, yes, he has value. It's just a matter of what what do you assess as value for a former first round pick who is currently the Giants starting tight end. I don't don't think it's realistic that the Giants trade him unless it's during the draft and we pick that Kyle Pitts kid at at 11, which – Again, I'm not saying I want that. It just that's a scenario where it could happen maybe.
2: All right, follow-up question real quick for both of you. If they do trade him, what value will they get back? Fourth round, fifth round, is that too high? Like you said, he's a pro bowler, played 16 yeah, honestly, games. Honestly, if,
0: if, if, somebody's, if somebody's lining up saying we'll give you a fourth round pick, I don't see how the Giants don't take it straight up.
1: Especially if they're not going to have their fourth rounder this year if they sign Leonard. Are you asking me what I would what I think his trade value is? Yeah, or? what what do you think they can get in return? I don't see them getting any more than a fifth round pick. Okay.
2: All right, boys. Grade me out the position. Mac,
1: you go first. Boo they're getting an F if that's not been obvious. Like I, I don't know which the all of my ire has been at Evan Ingram and you know, well deserved as we are very <laughs> much on record for. But I don't know which one of the three I'm most disappointed in. Um, It might be Jason Garrett, since he had a reputation for getting a lot out of the position. But, you know, again, Evan Ingram's a nightmare. Caden Smith, unfortunately, didn't build on a promising 2019 season. And Levine Levine, was completely useless (laughs) and hopefully a cut. So F, F, F. I'm done with the tight ends.
0: Yeah, it's uh, not great, guys. So, yeah, you know what? I'll go D-minus. D minus, wow, it's not great, Bob. Let me tell you no, no, I take that back. D minus is the grade you give a kid if you don't want them to fail, Man. but you say he did a shitty job. There you go. <laughs> I'm not a I teacher, but learn, learn from this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I I, I just want to say I'm a little disappointed with Caden Smith because I really liked what I saw last year with him, and I feel like he didn't really jump off the pages year like I thought he might have.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I thought Caden was going to build on last year as well. And then I think Evan Ingram had...
0: He had, like, several touchdowns last year. Not just, like, a few. The last, like, four weeks,
2: he was, like, a monster. I think it was, like, 300, 400 yards, couple touchdowns. But um, how do no one mention Evan Ingram, I think, led tight ends in drops this year? I think he had 11. Um, These hands. And I think of those yeah, not 11... Not just tight
1: ends, Berger. He led all
2: the receivers. In the like, NFL all any... I thought Judy took that on Nope. No, no. It was Evan
0: Ingram. And I think somebody counted it. They said... Uh, thirty-five points were lost on offense just because of Evan Ingram for
2: a team that points. is hungry for touchdowns as well and points. That's terrible.
1: And six of Daniel Jones' eleven or, or interceptions, came off of passes intended and that hit his hands. Something yeah. like that. Insane. Yep. Like it's got to be an Sick F, gentlemen. Me. This group is an F for failure. Boom.
0: Ugh.
1: All right, well, let's go to a group that, you know, if you can find a silver lining in the Giants, maybe, maybe we can say that this is a positive. So moving into the running backs slash fullbacks, I guess. Um, So Saquon Barkley, we had him for about five full quarters this season. Uh, Devontae Freeman had him for a nice five games. Alfred Morris coming off the scrap heap for nine games And then the full seasoners were Wayne Train, Gallman, Deion Lewis, and Eli Penny. So a couple of things that jump out. Despite losing Barkley, the Giants' rushing attack was, I mean, relatively respectable, especially compared to the rest of the offensive stats. They were 19th in the league with 110.5 yards per game. Now, much like the team as a whole, for the most part, Uh, This group stepped up in the second half of the season. So in the final eight games, they averaged 122.5 yards per game rushing, as opposed to 98.5 in the first half. That's a huge difference. And I think you can contribute a lot of that to finally giving Wayne Train the the bell cow role. Um, Now, he's not a running back, but I guess we are talking about the rushing attack here. Daniel Jones had a dramatic effect on this group overall. He was third on the team with thirty point two average yards per game and actually owns the Giants' longest run of the year for eighty yards. So I'll let you decide whether that's a good stat or a bad stat. But did you you mention the
2: the one fall the folly of the fall stumbling over his
1: (laughs) legs? He could have had twenty more yards if that's what you're saying. Um, yes. Um, And he had two trips. (laughs) Big stats. Oh Daniel. Hey, Eli with wheels. It just it just makes sense. Oh, uh, and then lastly, uh, pending free agent Wayne led the team with 682 yards, but the one that really sticks out, 4.6 average per carry. That is a good number no matter how you slice it. So Great number. Yeah, it is. with that as my segue, Berger, knowing you've been on uh, his ass since the preseason, that is a – we have discussed this at length. Did Wayne Gallman show enough to you to earn a second contract with the New York football giants?
2: Uh, I think he absolutely did, but I don't think he's going to get it Um, just because you can just draft a running back and replace him and not have to pay him, which unfortunately the giants are going to be pretty tied down. If they're going to try to sign Leonard and Dalvin. So all the cap that they can save for that um, will probably be allocated there. Um, And unfortunately Wayne training, he could easily get, I think, around like four or five million. Um he proved that he is a grindy, um, downhill runner who fights for extra yards. He has that like extra effort, you know, that like oomph that he like whips and gets those extra two or three yards, and that's what like I think really stood out this year with him. And um obviously I would love for him to stay. Uh I think he's earned it and proved it. But um I I just don't think it's
1: gonna be in the cards. Follow up question: Do either of you think that someone is going to pay Wayne Gallman to be their starter next year? Like, what if he's not on the Giants? Uh, we're assuming that's because he's been priced out of this contract and the role that he wants. Mm-hmm. Does that mean we see Wayne Gallman as a starting running back in the NFL next year for some other team?
0: I don't know. It's so hard to say because I feel like the like the most like overflow inflated market is like average to good running backs in the nfl you know he's I mean? only Think 26 too like
2: that's the thing and he's got no wear and tear on him like he has barely played for the giants this four years that he's been on the team really so he he's relatively a fresh that's running a back it's like uh what was it like um who's the bears running back who started killing it toward the end of his uh 20s into 30s he played in the bears and the jets uh matt
1: fortin no thomas jones does that sound right that is a name oh God, it was
0: shaman's gotta exercise this yeah, one
1: for sure. No,
2: Forte's always been a beast, let's be honest. But like, he was
1: uh, right, but I guess I just bears and jets. Yeah, Matt
0: Forte. <laughs> I, I think it was. Thomas Have you ever Jones. seen that video?
1: What is that from? It's on- so
0: basic. All right, so basically, on the Michael K show, they do like this giveaway, and the guy they like pick the, the first touchdown in the Jets game, and the guy's like, all right. Let's go with the numbers, Matt Forte, and he's not even on the team. So the guy <laughs> just goes ballistic and hangs up on him, dude. It is mad fucking funny. Oh, it was. That's it like was definitely
2: Thomas
1: Jones, Mr. Yeah. Oh, okay, Thomas Jones. I I was thinking more of a Giants comparison to like Orleans Darkwa, like a guy that has always played well when he plays, but for some reason doesn't get the respect, and and nobody. I, I don't even know if he's in the league anymore, but. Um, all right, so Gallman not on the Giants. We'll see what his future is. All the luck to him. Disciple, I have a question for you. And Shoot. let me some context Shoot. here. So Elijah Penny is officially listed as a fullback and has somehow managed to stick around through two different coaching regimes despite the position being rarely used. So he did admittedly appeared in 14 games, but he only played 73 snaps and only six rushing attempts. So the question is this do the Giants need to move on and free up the roster spot for depth elsewhere? Or on the flip side, do they just need to commit to the power run game they always talk about and use the fullback position more?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I mean, dude, Elijah Penny laid out some great blocks this year. Great. You know, but at the same time, like, you know who's a really interesting like utility player that's also listed as a fullback? Bigger check.
1: Oh, Kyle Ustrak. Sorry. <laughs> that guy <laughs> catches passes too.
0: <laughs> Imagine if you had a guy like that that blocks and is actually like nice at catching passes, opens up the entire offense. Having a guy like that. Elijah Payne I mean, is not that guy. Uh, but-
2: Devlin, I think same type of player. Like, guy can catch balls, like Pro Bowl blocker.
1: But 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 how do we know if Eli Penny is that or not? He's played in seventy three snaps, so it can't be both disciple. This is not a,
0: a both. I right, know. So they need to use him more. That's well. Good. It's so weird. They, they use two
2: tight ends set so often. Why would you use a fullback then? Like that's why I think he barely played this year is because they were using Tolio. Uh, Tol. I don't even know how to pronounce his fucking name. Tolio. Oh, I believe it's a worthless
1: sack of crap. Sorry. He's a giant. Yeah, I know he is. He would eat me. Uh, Um, all right. So we're doubling down on the power run game. Let's see if Barkley will decide not to dance around when he comes back from injuries. So
0: anyways, grade it up boys. Who wants it first? I'll go first. I I'm going to, given the circumstances, given the absence of Saquon Barkley, like, you know, I'd have to give him a B just because dude, you got these guys off the street, fucking Alfred Morris. Where the fuck has he been for the last couple years? Devontae Freeman. And they actually ran pretty fucking good. Dude, give me, give me I some like more. What I Alfred, saw out of baby. these guys. Yeah, nah, I want
2: to see that home run swing touchdown celebration next season.
0: Yeah, no, I like I fucking Morris love Alfred Morris. Great.
2: Back. <laughs> um, disciple, I'll piggyback off you. I'm gonna give him B plus. Like you said, like you lose Barkley. Hopefully, he has a speedy recovery. Makes it back by week one. Um, our thoughts and prayers to you, Saquon. We miss you. But uh, you know, Wayne Gallman, Alfred Morris served as a nice one two punch and uh, really revitalized the Giants teams or the middle of the season gave us a chance of the division. So a very surprisingly good grade for this, for this group.
1: Yeah. I'm with you boys. We had to be positive somewhere, right? So I'm going to go and give them my highest grade of the, of the day with a B plus really, it's just about, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, The, I mean, same reasons you guys said the the expectations were zero after the Giants lost Barkley and let's be honest, he didn't do anything in that first you know uh, five quarters. Uh, I, I can lay the blame on on some of those early struggles on the o- young offensive line, but I mean, Wayne Goldman was a revelation when we finally turned it over, and the other guys we got good production out of. Dion Lewis, unfortunately, we didn't talk about him at all, and for, that's for good because reason because he's worth don't us. even, don't even <laughs> say yeah. his
0: name. Those fumbles on the on the kick return, oh my god,
1: fuck? oh my. You know what? No, all right, B minus on those fumbles alone. <laughs> to, Dion Lewis, are you happy? Are you happy? Because it's a B minus now. I'm sorry, bud. Um, it is what it is. Go hang out with Shane Vereen and figure out what the hell went wrong.
2: What a name drop! Fuck Shane Vereen. <laughs> Shane Vereen. I mean, he, they're Jonathan the same Stewart. guy. They're the Jonathan same guy. Stewart. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, Dave Gettle knows how to find these running backs. I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> the only thing I know about Jonathan Stewart is that both Disciple and I watched him and D'Angelo Williams run Rupshod on the Giants uh, in the last game at Giants Stadium. Uh, I think they both had a hundred yards rushing that day, if I if memory serves. But let's let's not go too far down the memory lane.
0: Hmm. Berger, you're up.
2: Wide receivers, disciple. Oh, actually,
0: it's me. Disciple, you are up? <laughs> All right. Well, guess what, guys? It's time for wide receivers, Woo-hoo! everybody's favorite position on the Giants. Everybody's favorite position to draft. That is. <clears throat> anyway. So, we'll go with the stats, guys. Number one, I'd like to start with Sterling Shepard. 66 receptions, 88 targets, 656 yards, three TDs. Now, one key stat with Sterling Shepard. This is the craziest stat I saw all day, and I was on fucking pro football reference all day. Let me tell you. The Giants passing game averages 198.5 yards with him in the lineup on offense. Passing game. Horrible. horrible. 160 yards per game without. Think about that.
1: Wait, say those numbers again?
0: 198 passing yards per game on average with Shepard in the lineup. 160 yards without him.
2: I think that just speaks volumes of how bad we are in a passing league.
0: <laughs> and how important Sterling Shepard is. Everybody wants to cut him or trade him. Dude. The guy's easily the most solid fucking wide receiver we have. He needs to be a compliment to a real wide receiver one and Darius Slate. Yeah, he's
2: slightly overpaid, though.
0: Yeah. All right. Anywho, let's keep going with our uh, all-star wide receivers. <laughs> Golden Tate, 35 receptions on 51 targets. 300, Boo! 388 yards and two touchdowns. Honestly, the touchdowns were clutch as fuck, but he just shows up. Catches a couple balls and just crawls back in his hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Golden Tate's 2020 season. So th- now we go to Darius Slayton. This is a painful number because it could have been way nicer. 50 receptions, 96 targets, 751 yards, three touchdowns. Those are the big three wide receivers Now we go down to the secondary CJ Board, 11 receptions, 15 targets 100 yards Austin Mack, 7 receptions, 12 targets 1 god-awful fucking drop in Baltimore 91 yards
1: On third down,
0: mm-hmm. right? I have the worst drop I could have caught that ball And I know I say that, but any I'm sorry, like, dude There's nobody within five yards You gotta right, catch it right the in ball his
1: gut on like You gotta catch that the, ball Yeah, yeah
0: now and then, honestly, a wild card for next year. I like to say, Mister Dante Pettis, mm. two games, five targets, four receptions, seventy-six yards, and a clutch touchdown versus the Cowboys. Yeah, I believe he got hit in the face uh, with that touchdown. That ball hit him right in his beat. Uh, you know what? I'm liking. I'm liking Dante Pettis not only on the offense, but on the special teams. If he's if Dante Pettis is our wide receiver for, like, I'm feeling. I'm feeling in with
1: that burger. Don't let me. Don't let me down here. Uh, where do you get your weed from? You Dante? Oh,
2: Mr. Chisel. What's <laughs> that? Thank you, thank you, I hope I not said to that the in the earlier pods with him. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Like arguably, my be- my face so of with all time. His grandma. I'm boy.
0: way too big to drive to the devil's house.
1: Sit on my face. But y'all don't say that. That was, <laughs> that was inappropriate. <laughs> Anywho,
0: all right, so. Sorry, After, we're,
1: we're interrupting the, the disciple.
0: That's okay. After the, ra- the, ra- the, ra- uh, the rattling off of the statistics, I turn my attention to Mr. Mac. Matt, where does this position rank in your offseason priority list? Number one,
1: emphatically, but that does not mean that's who I want in round one of the drafts. Okay. I think that it is obvious that the Giants need more support for Daniel Jones, that we need more playmakers but I see this sort of moment in time. I think we've talked about it before. Daniel Jones needs his plaques to go Burris. Yes, it would be nice to have a young talent that's growing with the trajectory of this team, but I still think the game is one in the trenches, and I want the Giants to focus on offensive line, defensive line, or edge rusher, rather, uh, in the draft and continue to stock up what is finally starting to be a roster that has some young talent. I think the Giants can go get some guys in free agency and maybe later down um, in the draft uh, for competition. Despite that drop, Austin Mack could have a role. Dante Pettis, like you said, is a wild card. So it's my number one position rank. It's just a matter of where are they going to allocate those resources. My preference is free agency.
0: Okay. And one stat I, I did forget to mention, Austin Mack was the Giants' best uh, run blocker On that's not uh... – a. Uh, what's it called? Best wide receiver, run blocker.
1: Really, even more over over Sterling Shepherd.
0: Nah, that's that was what Pro Football Focus. And they don't lie.
1: Huh, they don't lie.
0: I I think they do. Uh. They have an agenda with some things. But... <laughs> 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 that's a conspiracy theory. Sorry.
1: Pimps don't lie.
0: So oh, burgers. Would you say Darius Slayton is? trending up or trending down like the stonks
2: Well, the stonks have him um unfortunately trending down um i he just like can get like become invisible really quick like things don't go his way i
0: think that i think that he was hurt i really do i think he was playing hurt for a lot of this year i know
2: the quarterback play wasn't anything you know to fall in love with but like you got it your job is to get open Dude, there was that one that one pass
0: that he that one pass that he should have caught versus the Bengals was a home. It was a home run touchdown. Home run. it no, was bad. Seventy yards, easy. You know, uh, I remember. I remember the drops more than I remember the touchdowns.
2: Like you know, my man Kenny. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Kenny Kawaguchi from backyard football. I think could have done better than uh, Darius late in the season, and he's in a wheelchair. Wow. Jesus Christ. Sorry. I wow, was, I was, I was more directed for star. Golden Tate, but he went there you That's fine. Hey, Pablo
1: Sanchez, if you're listening, hey, that's that's for you. <laughs> wow. A backyard football reference. Solid. Very solid.
0: Yo, I, I was actually playing. Uh, I wasn't playing. I was looking it up because I, I remember it so fucking fondly. Backyard <laughs> Football 2002 with Drew Bledsoe oh, on the cover. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, those games, games are so epic. Dude, you guys got me
1: so excited with that text about the NFL street. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm so sorry. Well,
0: well now that NCAA college football is coming back, which maybe we should have added a kick and stick, but who cares? Yeah. Uh, probably yeah, one of the all, best all these games. other uh, all these other defunct video game franchises may be coming back. A la ESPN two K. NFL Street, NBA Street, NFL, NBA ballers, oh, uh, All Star NBA ballers. blah blah oh, blah. you're you're name dropping. Oh, those were the days. Those were the you glorious know, last, days. It was golden age of uh, gaming for sure.
1: 64 too, are you kidding? Yeah. Well, I grew up on the Tecmo Bow and the Super Nintendo boys, so no big uh, deal.
0: NBA uh, NBA. Also, I do have a question, jam though. on Super Nintendo, was fun. Oh, that was great. good. That was mm.
1: good. Yeah um the my one question on Darius Slayton though can can he really be trending down when his stats were almost exactly the same as his rookie year like he might have been playing hurt the whole offense didn't do well it was a weird year like yeah you wanted more out of him but I mean his stats are almost but he didn't show what a number
2: one receiver and that's what we were hoping was going to happen this season it just never like clicked and like you said it could have been quarterback play offensive lines not giving Danny time for these receivers to maybe get open like you said two and a half seconds But you were just expecting him to be like every game doing something. And I feel like he just games were no catches or just wasn't relevant or um, just couldn't get involved. And that's like just like very disalarming or alarming, whatever. Words are in the
1: context, words at road. If it's in the context of whether or not he we were looking for a true number one, then yeah, I would agree with you that in that context, it's a trend now.
0: Definitely. All right, guys, so let's uh, wrap up the wide receiver section. What are your position grades, boys? I'll go first,
2: and I'm going to give them a C-. Um, they're like When Shepard was healthy, he showed his value. You know, He's still a very good possession I mean, receiver, but he's just a number yeah, two. I mean, it's that simple.
0: Giants Giants don't win that game versus the Cowboys last, the last game of the season without Sterling Shepard. Dude was on a mission. Yeah, right? he, he was. was.
2: He showed why he could be a game changer, but that's not – not his role.
0: Him and him. And, I mean, I feel like I feel like Jason Garrett finally gave him some fucking attention. I mean, not well, fun. they put him in the
2: fucking slot. The guy finally. had the That's rushing touchdown. To yeah, in the slot. That's his fucking best place where he executes. Him and him and Slayton are two
1: A and two B. Let's be honest. They need to go find Alpha Dog.
0: All uh, right. What about you, Mac? What's your grade?
1: Yeah, I'm sticking in the C. I'm just going to give it an even C. I mean, they they weren't. <laughs> We talked earlier in the year about how they were one of the worst in creating separation. But again, I think there's a lot of factors. They need talent, but I think if they were playing the roles that they should be playing, as we just discussed, Slayton is clearly a two. Shepard is an excellent slot with the ability to go outside, et cetera, et cetera. I think that they're talented and can fit the scheme, but when asked to carry the load, you
2: know, there's just no number one and yeah, go get Allen Robinson. Jesus Christ. Jesus. This, this Steve receiving Corby so much better with him.
0: I tend to agree, but I, I don't know. I feel like his price tag may be a little, uh, cumbersome. What do you, what do you,
2: what do you got?
1: Disciple?
0: I'm going to go with an even C as well. Uh, you know nothing special but they didn't like totally suck but like they didn't impress either <laughs> you know no, what i mean it's, a fair it, it's like it, it's yeah. no no their their wide receivers are like between Tate, Shepherd and Slayton they're almost like all three the same guy but we don't have like that big body role player we don't have that like that tiny deep threat kind of guy not like tiny but like you know what i mean the 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 burner we don't the have, kill, you the have any samuel of that. there's none of that so yeah which I is think funny we, we got Slayton, work to do.
1: Slayton coming out of college was met was supposed to be a burner. Uh, but I mean he's he's been much better than we thought a fifth rounder uh would be. Well, like yeah. I said,
0: I do I do think he was a little uh unhealthy during the year, but True. Hey. we will digress into the quarterbacks where Burns Berger- get rid of tape. Oh. oh
2: gentlemen, we're we're saving the best for last. This um this excellent quarterback play we had, or I, I say the lack thereof. Um, it was definitely a sad season for New York giant quarterbacks. Um, Daniel Jones in year two definitely showed some regression in the aerial attack only had 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions and two on 2,943 yards. Um, on the bright side as a uh, Mac alluded to in the running attack, uh, Danny legs, not Danny dime. Danny legs ran for a career high 423 yards and one touchdown should have been two. <clears throat> um, we'll digress off the trip. Um, But on a high note, Daniel Jones did cut his fumbles down in year two from 18 his rookie season to 11. So, Disciple, multiple choice. The Giants will do this with their backup quarterback in 2021. A, keep the real McCoy for another year. Uh, B, draft the senior bowl MVP, Kellen Mond. C, try to upgrade free agency. Or D, none of the above.
0: Well, I mean, I think the obvious answer is draft the senior bowl MVP, Kellen Mond, out at of Texas A&M. But uh, it is decided. It is- <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I, I do think they're going to upgrade in free agency, though.
2: I, 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 I think say will as well. I, I think uh, McCoy did admirably, but Honestly, we need something that's more our yo, system. Even
0: give me fucking Jameis Winston, man. I'll take him as a oh, backup. God, Anything. the
2: controversy would begin. The headlines in the post would go crazy.
0: No, I'd love it. I'd love, and I think he. I think it'd, I think it would do him well to be on the Giants. Why? Wow, so we
2: got a forty-eight. He sections, play. He probably play. I mean, crab legs stolen.
0: Uh, hey, he got laser eye surgery. Okay, oh, God. so guess what? He threw thirty TDs and thirty and thirty picks. There. But- <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he 5, still threw thirty yards, TDs. But they're always
1: losing. And- hey, still <laughs> fucked up. Still fucked yeah. up.
0: No, but guess what? Now that he got his eyes fixed, maybe he's better. I mean, dude, he threw that dime in the Saints game. Let's God, not Please yeah, Flicker. Play, hope but, throw I hope he threw
1: that. He was wide open.
0: I mean, he made it look easy. I'd like to see you throw that ball, yeah, Uncle, yeah, Uncle Rico. All I'm going to say whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. is that if we're going to close the button on the Jameis Winston chapter here, uh, what, Sean Sean Payton who started Teddy Bridgewater over Taysom Hill last year, decided to give the keys to Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston. If that's not an indictment of his ability to be the backup quarterback for them, then I don't know what is.
2: Hmm. Well said. Yeah. All right, Mac. Well, let me ask you a question. Is a Josh Allen-esque progression in your three possible for Danny Dimes?
1: Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> uh, you're going to put me on this. screen. <laughs> I mean, it, as a Giants fan, I want to rationalize. Yes, um, I'm going to say no, though. I think that, man, God damn it! I'm back to yes. You convinced me. All right, Twist my I mean, arm. Come on, you go out. Come on, all right, fine, fine. Um, yeah, of course it is. Nipples. What am What am uh, I, I saying? Squeeze them. Uh, oh, my nipples—they hurt. Uh, all right, Matt Gibson. Uh, he's crazy but he's still he sure knows quarterbacks um, so if the Giants go out and get a number one receiver Saquon Barkley comes let me put it to you this way there are multiple ifs that need to happen for this to be possible but I do think it's possible Daniel Jones might not be as, as much of a tank as Josh Allen is but he has shown the ability to run and have the legs so I think the production is there He's shown that he can make every throw. It's just a matter of, can he get through his progressions? Um, I think he's already more accurate than Josh Allen. So if he has people to throw it to, has some level of even mediocre off, um, excuse me, offensive line play or running game. Hell, both of them were below the average. So you go from the 31st protection to 15th. You go from the 19th rushing attack to 15th and throw in a wide receiver one. Why the hell not? Let's go, Danny Dimes. I'm sorry for downing you. I'm back in, baby. Let's uh, go. Mac, let me just say uh, to quote the great uh, future Hall of Famer Kevin Garnett anything is possible. So there is possibility. Impossible is nothing. I had a U Albany t shirt that said that once. Oh,
2: God. Was it a free t shirt during orientation? It was, <laughs> yes. <that's right. laughs> did you catch it? In, that in, that did is Did you correct. catch it into one
1: of the podiums? <laughs>
0: Well, I think Adidas should have sued fucking you, Albany, first of all.
1: Hey, hey, go. I think it was an Adidas shirt. Hey, yeah. I think Adidas was the sponsor for Albany.
0: Oh, you know what? They were. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all good. How are we grading this uh, quarterback position?
0: Honestly, I'm going to give him a B for this reason. The... Uh, the offensive line, the scheme, the wide receiver did me no favors, and if I'm judging the position as a whole, the backup did win the biggest game of the year. Cole McCoy did. That's it. Cole McCoy
1: did. That's it.
0: That's it. I have to give him a B.
1: Mac C plus. I mean, you know, similar reasons, uh, but I mean, from a statistical, yeah. Honestly,
0: it's probably not good enough to be a B. But honestly, that win. Yeah, that's very high grade. <laughs> it's like okay,
2: that's, that's
0: too for especially if they threw a combined what like. 13 touchdowns
1: yeah yeah i mean some some uh quarterbacks had that in the first like three weeks i mean (laughs) like the tear russell wilson was on for the first half yeah so honestly i'm uncomfortable with how high a c plus is but i think that there was a there was a moment in time yeah okay give your props to colt mccoy but there was a moment in time leading up until his injury at the bengals game where you were starting to see the maturation of daniel jones and really nothing matters uh, on this team other than finding out if he is the guy so with the injury with some of the backup success and with moments in time where i think you could clearly see progression that's that's why i go with the c plus um, you two are and, and again, insane Ugh. this this is a, what are you going to give him this
2: is, this is a d minus this this Ooh. group was horrible we, we have jason garrett uh our, our rushing our passing attack went Significantly down from last year. I know we switched probably like coordinators from Pat Shermer you know, and Jason Garrett.
0: Yeah, but we we're missing our best player. Sure, man. and
2: we also developed a read option that. with Daniel Jones, which led to him getting hurt, and then us not making the playoffs because he couldn't play two games. Um, but I'll digress. This this was not a good season for giant quarterbacks. It needs to step up. Um, like you said, as a whole, uh, everything around it needs to be better. I think that'll contribute. But they were awful this year. And uh, yeah, I'll end on that note.
1: It's the Big Blue All-Year Award. What? I'm doing it, Adley. Don't judge me. Unfortunately, Ricky Gervais and Kimmel were booked, so you're stuck with Mac, baby. It's the award. I don't know what's happening. Shaman, give me some music so I don't sound so dumb. Um, All right. We fixed the order so we don't end on a low note. Up first, most likely to be playing for another team next year.
0: Uh, You know what? I'm going to have to go with Golan Tate. Uh, or he'll just retire. He's a cap
2: casually, Everyone knows it.
0: Yeah. It's inevitable.
2: Fuck and,
0: uh, oh, fuck off. Fuck,
2: fuck me. Fuck you. Uh bro, really do you Wayne Gallman? Like I discussed earlier, you know, I, I think he may have priced him out of a second contract with the Giants. And our cap's too valuable to go to a backup running back. When...
0: Honestly, if I'm Wayne Gallman, I probably can't wait to get the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, of I
2: bet you he hates his time here. <laughs> if he's been listening to our podcast, he knows how much I rip on him on like the reg. So I'm probably just. A...
1: He doesn't speak for all of us, Wayne. He doesn't speak for We're all of
2: us. Worthy. We're not worthy. We're not
1: worthy. And a drum roll, please, guys. Could you possibly imagine who this award goes to? Drum roll. It's Evan Ingram. Uh-oh. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> um Look, I. I I actually, I talked my, myself out of it earlier because I don't think the Giants will do it. But if we're talking about how I feel and about his play, Evan Ingram needs to be out of here. Like I said, I'll take a seventh rounder and some peanuts. Let's move on. He's off. a pro bowler.
2: You you don't want to trade for him?
1: What, what is that? Gettleman's grandma? Yeah, I don't know. That was horrible. Yeah. Give, give, me, give, me a real, give me a real Getty there. Give it to me. I can't do it. Ah,
0: you going to trade Evan Ingram? Coming off the Pro Bowl, yeah?
1: <laughs> All right, up next is the most dubious award, the LVP. Least valuable player.
2: It's obviously Levine Toliolo, because he couldn't do the one job he was signed to do. Block.
1: I am going with a surprise move, and it's Will Hernandez. And it, it pains me to say this because I don't think he played that badly. And I'm still holding out hope for him. But if you get your job taken by a fifth round rookie, who's one of the worst pass protectors in the league, statistically speaking, then you ain't doing shit. So I'm sorry. You can't, you can't help if you're on the bench. And obviously what you're showing wasn't good enough to be on the field. So my LVP is going to Will Hernandez. Which it's it's just Hernandez, but I like to have fun here. Here's my headshot. You yeah. know,
0: <laughs> am I going am I gonna <laughs> catfish? All right, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, it's got to be Evan Ingram, guys. I'm sorry. Another
2: Evan Ingram award. <laughs> Boo!
0: Evan Stonehands Ingram. Yes, that one. <laughs> yeah, I I don't even have to say anything. Let's continue. Feature yeah.
1: itself well, all right. Let's let's end on maybe some optimism with the 2021 Big Blue All Year Awards. It's the player to watch in 2021.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with Matt Pert. Uh, I think he may be the starting right tackle next year. Ooh. Ron and the protagonist, the end. And you're writing a story, Brian, <laughs> uh, the climax of the story, gonna resolve the conflict.
2: Yes, Dewey Griffin has made it on the show, folks. Um, all right, the burger's going with. It's going to be the Giants 2021 first-round draft pick, whoever it may be. It's either going to be the tight end out of Florida or a uh, wide receiver, hopefully. That's who I think
1: is the uh, player to watch. I believe that's a cop-out, but but, but we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Um, I'm going with Mr. Nate Sola. Hey, look. You know, do what's in the best interest of your family. I think it is bullshit that if he retires that the giants are still on the hook for the exact same cap casualty as he is, if he plays, but I think there isn't a player that could have more implications for both the roster, our cap flexibility. He could be the most expensive backup in the NFL, or he could be a starting right tackle, or he could not be on the team. There's a lot of ways this could go and really could decide a lot of the moves the Giants make in the offseason. And it really, we might have to wait until after June 1st, just based on the dead cap casualty situation, if the Giants indeed are going to cut him. So especially these next few months, be on the lookout for Nate Solder news, people. All right, let's move right into it. The, the most distinguished offensive award for Big Blue all year, the MVP.
2: Boys, there's no debate. It's got to be Cole McCoy. Won his first start, gave Big Blue hope uh, when we were holding on by a thread with Danny Dimes' quad injury. And, you know,
1: he did his job in, uh, in Seattle. I mean, the king of the nerds here. What's, oh man, I can't say it. It's it's not PC, but go watch waiting. It's like, cool, you're the funniest guy in shenanigans, whoop-de-doo. But Wayne Gallman is the MVP of the Giants offense. The dude stepped in after being overlooked. They were bringing people off the couch to play over him. And he was like, hold my goddamn jockstrap. Like I said earlier, 4.6 yards per carry. That number speaks for itself. Run him four downs in a row, and you are, th- you know, 4.6 yards in a cloud of dust all the way to the end zone. So, Wayne Gallman, I love you, buddy, despite what Berger says.
0: And uh, for my MVP, uh, I got to go Sterling Shepard just based off of how much better the team is when he's on the field. Uh, dude's on a mission when he wants to be. And uh, I really, really look forward to him. Uh, improving from this year. Can I point out how depressing yeah, our MVPs are? A, a backup yeah.
2: quarterback, a, a no-name running back, oh. and a guy who gets paid like a wide receiver one who barely plays. Uh,
1: you know, I think we're going to explain Again, I said it at the top of this podcast that we are a glutton for punishment. This is by far our longest recording talking about the most shittiest of shits not just for the Giants, in the league. We were literally like the second worst offense in the league. So let's put a rubber stamp on it and get the fuck out of here. Final grade for the offensive unit as a whole. Yes, you don't need to hit us up on Twitter. We realize we didn't do this for the defense. So here we are making amends. Giants offense, give me your final grade as a whole unit. Oh, man. Either one. Either
2: one. I got it. Oh, man. I got a D plus. I'm gonna graduate. Uh, <laughs> little Tommy boy for you folks out there. Um, yeah, that's uh, they're they're really bad, but they passed. Uh,
0: yeah, I I'm gonna give him an E, which is like the PCF in our, in our, in our university. Is in your nose? No, I don't sorry. care that we're online.
1: <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just get no. bored and I fidget sometimes. Right? I put something <laughs> on my nose.
2: What? Oh, I know you pulled out a booger. I was like, oh, cool.
0: No, no, no. I wonder no, if he's no. going to
2: eat it. Oh,
0: never, never. <laughs> no, I'm giving it an E. Oh, fuck that. That's like, there was no F in my university, our university. There was no F. It was only E. Really? I swear to God.
1: Did you ever get an E? No. Oh, mm, but I know, I
0: know, because mm-hmm. I looked at the fucking rubric, shaman. and I was like, "Why is there no fucking oh, F?" Oh, shaman is and pumping I was like, his fingers. In the I air. was like, "Yo, that's definitely so." People are fucking butt hurt that they fail. All right.
1: Shaman's over here taking ease all college, and we let this motherfucker take uh, tell us what's right. Oh, just one, just one. One ecstasy, um, got it. All right, <laughs> I-, I really want to give them an F, but I'm gonna go with a D minus. Uh, look. It- The Giants defense way outperformed expectations and the offense just gave them no supports. You don't get to rank 31st or worse in just about every single statistic and pass. So I'm sorry. The only thing that I'm saving them from the F is some Daniel Jones progression as we saw and the, the the run game being respectable despite losing an all world player in Saquon Barkley. So that's all I got. Guys, any parting shots? We've taken the people's enough time, but you got anything before we get out of here?
0: Uh, nah. Just please, God, improve, man. I mean, Jesus Christ, fucking pitiful. survive. You can't, you can't win. You can't win if you're not putting points on the board.
1: Don't worry. We'll have all season to figure that out.
0: Yes, we will.
1: Well, I will leave you on a low note as appropriate. We talk a lot about how the Giants improved in the second half of the season. You want to know what didn't improve? Somehow, somehow, the Giants scored less points in the second half than they did in the first half. Average 18.1 in the first eight games, 16.8 in the back half.
2: Sounds sounds like a division winner
1: right there. <laughs> we should, and
2: we should have made the playoffs. Fuck Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: Doug Peterson, yeah. now I'm unemployed because I am like suck.
1: Um, hey, but don't worry, Nick Serrani's here, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna be smart. We're, we're, gonna we're, gonna, s- we're gonna we're gonna make an easy system, and it's gonna be smart. Our good players are gonna be better people. In this easy system. It's gonna be, but it'll be simpler because we're smarter because we're football. You know, football. Hug it. Chug it, football. Anyways, if you haven't figured it out by now, folks, we're possessed by the spirits that reside in 1925 Giants Drive. But hey, even they make mistakes. So let's exercise tonight's demons with the shaman.
0: Here's a quick update on the podcast. We will be taking the month of February off. So no big blue all year for this month. But we will be back stronger, better, young, aggressive, rah, all that stuff. And go Chiefs, we're rooting for Spags, not burger, because he lives in Tampa. I
1: have the demons. All right, all you dreamers and creamers, let's end tonight with the fact that Robert Sala, definitely isn't aware that Giants fans are young. They're aggressive. They're improving. New York football. Giants. Uh, God, I love that. Despite needing to bump burgers of volume. For Burger, the Disciple, and the Shaman, I'm Mac. We're Big Blue all year. Good night.